Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. There's something wrong in the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Hello, friends, and welcome to The Secret Podcast with Sixth Sense Media and Service of Change. It's the show that challenges reality, questions that which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change. We make the paranormal feel quite normal and the supernatural quite natural. That's exactly what I aim to do on this episode of, yet again, the Seeker Podcast. The Space Force is in the process of being created. President Trump made that announcement to what seems to be the laughing stock of the world, or at least the world through the eyes of the internet. The memes have been relentless, especially among the veteran pages that I follow, but also among my civilian friends, just mocking it, questioning it, not understanding why. I've found myself in quite the state of confusion. Of course, I'm sitting here in my basement wearing my tinfoil hat this evening as quite the conspiracy theorist. But I want to talk about that a little bit as we move uh, forward into the show. I'm kind of going to be all over the place. I'm going to warn you guys. Uh, I've been sitting here for like an hour and a half just trying to get up uh, you know, get into the show. It, it's it's so weird. I just got a lot of stuff going through my head. Um, and then I got on an Instagram. I, I've really been trying to work on my Instagram stories. I've been having a lot of fun with it, but I'm promoting my book service. Um, you know, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit on the show as well. But I sat down and I started reading it. That was a mistake. I'm trying to get motivated to do a show. You know, I want, I want to keep my energy level up. I don't want to bore you guys to death. And I start just flipping through the book for promotional pieces that I wanted to like take a snapshot of one of my pages. And what page do I open up to right away? The scene talking about my grandfather's funeral and how I, you know, I was literally off the plane from Bosnia for like, I don't know, 12 hours. And I show up at this funeral and I freaked out. And uh, so I'm reading about that. So I'm kind of reliving that moment and I'm flipping through and I'm like, oh, let me read this page. And it's, it's a scene about, you know, my sergeant and I. Um, you know, clearing this house after this woman was like knocked unconscious and all bloody. And my sergeant ended up uh, later, um, I lo- we lost him in the line of duty. Um, so, you know, I, I go through that and I, I'm, I'm reading about that. And then, uh, I don't know, just skipping around. Just <laughs> The book's not all bad and depressing. I just happen to turn to those pages. I mean, it's, it's a really, um, you know, ups and downs in that book of things that I've experienced. But anyway, it just put me in a different mood, not into the conspiracy paranormal realm, but into... Uh, just thinking about my life and reflecting. So, but I guess that kind of ties into, I don't know, everything that we're talking about on the show and dealing with, I guess. But uh, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But that book's available. I have it at a discounted rate right now at $15. Um, you know, so I'll tell you how to get that. Uh, it's autographed. I'm sending out autographed copies as well. Supplies are limited. So stay tuned for the end of the show. I'll give you the information on that. I don't want to bore you with just, you know, let me promote Dennis stuff. Um, some things I want to talk about Ray Davis, man, this guy is awesome. We've got some good things going on. Um, he's been, he's, I say this every week, but he's, I mean, he's really killing it with content. You know, if you're not checking out sixcentsmedia.net at least weekly, I say daily, but at least weekly or checking out the Facebook feed, we got this great Facebook group that is growing. Um, and the discussions have been, uh, just, it's just nice to connect with people who are open-minded you can talk about, you know, the stuff I talk about on the show, and they're not going to look at you like, "Hey, you weirdo." 
because they've got similar outlooks and perspectives, and we can just really get in and dissect things in a respectful way, and, and I'm loving that. Absolutely loving that, and the articles that Ray's putting up, and, and the conversations that are being stimulated. Um, you know, but Ray and I, let me say, Ray launched, and then I, you know, kind of jumped in with him. But this was this was his uh, initiative. But um, he started a Six Sense Media YouTube channel, and we would love your support uh, and just liking it, subscribing to it. The links there's a little YouTube icon at SixSenseMedia.net. You can go to it, um, and, and Ray. Of the he has the affirmation spot. That's you know where he got started with with all this stuff he's doing. But I, I've said it before. He's just a wealth of positivity. And if you're looking for a change from all that negativity stuff, and even though I, I try constantly to stay away from the doom and gloom, I feel like I've been covering some some pretty heavy stuff lately. And Ray covers that too. But he's got a, just a great positive, uplifting things. And in a minute, although I haven't cleared this with Ray, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's okay with it. Um, he just launched, it's a 45 second, uh, through his affirmation SoundCloud page uh, about love. And I want to, I want to play what Ray said in that because it got me thinking a lot about it, uh, about what he stated. But if you're looking for something positive, definitely subscribe to his SoundCloud, check out his affirmation spot. There's links to all his stuff. I think all his stuff at sixcentsmedia.net. But he's also been doing um, many vlogs as well. We both have been. Um, and it's just, you know, thoughts from Ray as he's he's smiling, he's upbeat, and he's talking about, you know, just everything that, that it makes you feel good to listen to the guy talk. So you know, if you're looking for something like that, just check it out. Check out the YouTube page, sixcentsmedia.net. You'll find the links to everything. And, and please support Ray because he's a wonderfully amazing person, and I'm happy to be partnered with him. Uh, and I know I'm constantly plugging the work that he's doing, but I think... We need more positive people like Ray in this world, and I, I think you can find some inspiration. Uh, and then, you know, in support of our YouTube page, I've started what's called The Seeker Journal, and I've just been recording my thoughts. It's like, you know, anywhere from one to five minutes, um, you know, my, my thoughts on different things, um, some of it related to the show, some of it just related to life. Um, you know, so I'd love for you guys to check that out as well. You know, so subscribe, like, comment, all that stuff, because it helps grow the, grow the page. You know, like I said, we're, we're the little fish in the ocean. And I think we have an important message to share. And for those of you that have reached out to me over the last couple of weeks, um, I think I want to talk about that a little bit as well tonight. It means the world to me because it validates what we're doing here. And I want us to think about that on this episode of the, uh, you know, this episode of the secret podcast. Why are we doing this? Why are you listening to this show? What are you hoping to gain from whatever I may say on this show, from whatever Ray writes, from whatever any of my guests come on and talk about, what is your goal? Do you just want to know stuff? What good is that if you're not going to do something with it, if you're not going to make changes with it? I'm constantly trying to assess that. How am I going to use this information that I have? How am I using this? And in reading your comments and your emails and your thoughts one of the common threads I'm getting, it just makes me feel, I guess, reassured. Because when I first started podcasting, I was like, I got to wake people up. I got I to gotta let people know what's going on. And, and I still want to make people aware of stuff. But you're not, I'm not going to wake anybody up. I'm, that's an argument I'm not going to win. The people I'm connecting with are, are people that are like you out there that are on this journey who are just as confused and excited and at times afraid as I am, 
we're all going through this together. And, and that's what makes me feel so good and, and honored to be able to do this show every week and connect with those of you who are out there. When I get those messages from you sharing your experiences and, and it's, it's hard for me to not sit there and go, Oh my gosh, I had the same exact experience it, because it, it, I'm excited for you. And I'm excited to, to hear that we have that in common so I think about why am I doing this show? Because there's days where it's like, you know what? It's a lot of work. I'm stressed. Is is this is this worth it? And then I hear from one of you at just the right time, usually, and you share a story, or you or you tell me, you know, how you're interpreting what I'm saying, and and that that makes it all worth it to me. You know, I, I'm doing this show not to wake people up, but my hope is that. When you reach that stage, when somebody out there reaches that stage and says, hey, something's not right here. Where do I turn? I, I, right now, I think I have over 145, this may, this may be 149 free podcasts out there that you can go through, you can explore. There's links, there's resources with Ray. We have Six Sense Media and all our resources there. Again, I remember when I first started searching for answers, it was tough, man. So I just hope, my hope is, again, not to wake people up, but to, for people that are on that path and are lost or confused, I hope this helps uh, with the trailblazing a little bit. I hope it it helps you find your way, and I hope you recognize that you're not the only one going through this. You're not alone for thinking the things that you think. All right, I'm getting kind of emo. I've been in this real emo kind of mood. Is that a cool word to say? I don't know if I should say that or not. I don't know. still thinking about how my students were calling me an old dork over the last two weeks, my middle school students. I guess I'm not cool anymore. I'm too cool for school, apparently. But anyway, I got way sidetracked. I want to get back to uh, to Ray's affirmation that I came across today. Uh, Ray, I'll check with you after the show to make sure it's all right. So if you hear this affirmation suddenly disappear, listeners, it's just because uh, Ray wants you to go to his SoundCloud, but Ray's not that type of guy. We're good. Um, so here it is. Without further ado, let's listen to Ray's affirmation. It's called Love Is. Hey guys, it's Ray Davis with the Affirmation Spot with your Friday Morning Motivator. Today I want you to consider the concept of love. Not love in the romantic sense, but more love as a universal principle. What does that word mean to you? If I were to say love is dot dot dot, how would you finish that sentence? Let's see if we can get a full-body definition of this principle that is so important to all of us. I'd love it if you would answer below, love is dot, dot, dot. How would you finish that sentence? I look forward to seeing your responses below, and I will talk to you guys again soon. Have a great Friday, everyone. All right, there we have it from uh, Ray talking about love. And i that's what it was. That's what got me going down this journey. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just clicking now. But I, I thought about that this morning, you know, when he said that, you know, how do you define love? And I really started thinking about, you know, what does love mean? And I, I wrote a poem that I put in my book, Service. That's where this came from. Now I'm going to flip through the page to see if I can find the poem. I want to read it to you guys. I should have had this prepared, but it just clicked just listening to Ray talk. But that's that's what you get from Ray. You get these things that make you think, and it's it's positive. It's uplifting. It's enlightening. And I'm scrolling through my book here. I could just pause the show, but what, what's the fun in that? Okay, here it is. And this is, this is from my book service here. I'm sorry. I'm plugging this book a lot tonight, but I'm kind of into it right now. <clears throat> Love. 
I got to thinking about a lot of things and started to realize that love, in its purest sense, is not about compatibility. It's not about how successful someone is or how well they fit your ideal profile. Love is a feeling. Love is an emotion. Love is an energy that courses through your body so strongly. It heals all wounds and provides an endless fountain of hope. It brings a smile when times are tough and lends comfort during times of trial. I realized the power of this emotion today and its distinction, and I suddenly felt at peace. I wrote that several years ago when I was feeling the love bug and uh, thought it was appropriate to put in my chapter called Love in, uh, in Service. But uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love, no pun intended, I'd love to hear him uh, throw it on Ray's, throw it on Ray's, uh, you know, his affirmation there. You'll find it at sixcentsmedia.net. Uh, it's, it should be up there. Let me, let me make sure. But it's on the Facebook page. It's on his SoundCloud. Link to his SoundCloud and uh, comment there. That's where it is. It's on his SoundCloud. So I will have the links in the show notes. Man, I'm really struggling to get the words out tonight. I'll have the links in the show notes and you can go comment on uh, Ray's affirmation there and give him some support, some support. Make sure you follow him and show him some love. So, all right, where are we going from here? Let's do a little bit of news here. I don't have a lot of news, but I got a little bit of news. And uh, then we'll complain about the Space Force a little bit. All right, here we go. Google is training machines to predict when a patient will die. This is from Bloomberg. A woman with late-stage breast cancer came to a city hospital, fluids already flooding her lungs. She saw two doctors and got a radiology scan. The hospital's computers read her vital signs and estimated 9.3% chance she would die during her stay. Then came Google's turn. A new type of algorithm created by the company read up on the woman 175,639 data points and rendered its assessment of her death risk 19.9%. She passed away in a matter of days. The harrowing account of the unidentified woman's death was published by Google in May in research highlighting the healthcare potential of neural networks, a form of artificial intelligence software that's particularly good at using data to automatically learn and improve. Google had created a tool that could forecast a host of patient outcomes, including how long people may stay in hospitals, their odds of readmission, and chances they will soon die. What impressed medical experts most was Google's ability to sift through data previously out of reach. Notes buried in PDFs or scribbled in old charts, neural net gobbled up all this unruly information, then spat out predictions. And it did, it did it far faster and more accurately than existing techniques. Google's system even showed which records led it to conclusions. Hospital doctors and other healthcare providers have been trying for years to better use stockpiles of electronic health records and other patient data. More information shared and highlighted at the right time could save lives and at the very least help medical workers spend less time on paperwork and more time on patient care. But current methods of mining health data are costly, cumbersome, and time-consuming. All right, can you guess what my stance is going to be on this? I feel like I'm getting pretty predictable with this. But, you know, this could be a wonderfully helpful tool. You know, Google's using all this data that would take us who knows how long to compile all that data and figure out how's this person going to fare. <clears throat> and, and I think that that's always the upsell. But if that algorithm exists to rapidly compile data, which I've talked about this recently, all that data, all that metadata is out there on the internet for us right now. If an AI can compile that data and start making predictions about us, how is that going to be used against us? What happens if that gets in the power of a, of a totalitarian government? Or 
an angry AI that believes itself to be God and we are already connected to the cloud. It has the potential to be incredibly dangerous and it also doesn't account for certain factors. It's making these predictions based on the current medical technologies and sciences used today. But we know that there's other techniques, procedures, and approaches and I'm talking about energy work here, and I'm talking about remote viewing things here, and I'm talking about psychic phenomena that can cause healing that I'm sure the computer and Google isn't taking into consideration because it's probably not a data set. Now, I got to say, I'm, I'm still working through the hands-on healing course by William Bankston, and I, I reached a new level today. He says, as you're doing what's called rapid image cycling, I'm having all these images flash through my head like at an incredibly fast speed, Eventually, you stop seeing the images, and you start getting this feeling. And I felt it this morning for the first time. I just felt this energy just coursing up and down through my, I guess, my head and my spine. It was crazy. So I think I'm getting somewhere with it. I haven't actually started applying it to a healing stance yet. But, you know, I, I just don't want us to discount that. AI and robotics, I, I think they're going, to, they're going to help a lot of people keep the safeguards in place. You know, I watched... Um, Avatar. Last, I've been watching it for the last two, three nights because I keep falling asleep. But one of the things they said was what they do was they, they were building these avatars out of the DNA of the person who's going to, the person whose consciousness is going to occupy the body. They said because their central nervous systems need to be in sync. And I'm, I'm sitting there going, yes, oh my gosh, the writers of that movie absolutely understood the science behind this. I'm thinking of the research in my book, Food for the Archons, where I talk about the electromagnetic field and the nervous system and how the, the nervous system is connected to the electromagnetic field. And that's what, what they're talking about. You're transplanting your consciousness through your electromagnetic field. So in order for your consciousness to fully assimilate into that body, you have to have the right DNA structure. Now, let's take this a step further. Here's all the stuff that was going through my head. Man, I'm way off the track here, but here's all the stuff that's going through my head. Those that study the abduction phenomena, those that study UFO research, they've been saying for a very long time, at least since the 80s, that they were taking DNA material from us. They were There's talk of they're cloning humans and they're creating hybrids. Why? Why are they creating these hybrids? I suspect it has something to do with it's easier for them to step in and either monitor or take over your consciousness or your physical body. I know that sounds crazy, but side note, a couple weeks ago I reported Catholic Church has come out and said calls and demands for exorcism are on the rise. Is there a correlation? Are we being gradually having our DNA changed so these things on the other side or out beyond us are able to better influence and manipulate us because there's some energetic shifts that are going on. So is that what's happening? Is this simply a retuning so they can continue to access this world through us? I know it sounds wild, but then you go back to the, you know, when I was talking about Colonel Corso and the day after Roswell, and he talked about these beings that were, he, he suspected these beings were some kind of Bionic, uh, uh, you know, biological robots. Um, now, if you think about that, you, you know they they say that a lot of these greys are androids. They're clones, they're, and, and that would explain the hive mentality. And it's usually like one that controls them, one sentient being who controls all these robots and who controls the ship, because these ships are an extension of consciousness. I guess. I mean, that's where we're. I mean. 
Now we can make the logical steps that technology is going in that direction. We'll be able to link our minds to our robots and possibly our vehicles and control them. It doesn't sound so crazy anymore. It doesn't sound science fiction. I don't know. All this stuff just kind of started connecting for me. So I should do a whole show on that. But I'm going to stop there. And uh, I want to move on to my next article. And I'm sharing this because uh, I'm just a huge fan and supporter of uh, Whitley Strieber over at Unknown Country. And he's been trying to put launch a new website. And he, you know he's saying that they're constantly under attack. And uh, what he's reporting here, this is from Thursday, June 21st. New Unknown Country site damaged just before deployment. The new Unknown Country website was just about to be deployed when it was hacked and nearly destroyed. As it was on a hidden domain... It was hard to find, but somebody does not like our message. To help us repair the new site, click here to make a donation. I will have the links in my show notes at sixcentsmedia.net and servicechange.com if you want to go support Whitley and what he's doing. The man has been a pioneer. Uh, let me continue with what he's writing here. Our message is that we are not alone. We have souls and we ha- and I'm sorry. Our message is that we are not alone. We have souls and how we live matters to us individually and to the place of mankind in the universe. And we can become an empowered cosmic species. Do you understand why I like this guy? This is exactly what I'm saying. Somebody really wants us to remain in the dark. As to who, there is no point in even speculating. Anybody from a state player to a sophisticated hacker could be responsible. Instead of trying to find that out, we have hired a security company to restore the new site and to make certain that it is safe. But this costs money, and we need your help. Please do what you can. So, again, I'll have the links. You can go help them out. Um, you, you know, I, I believe in, in what Whitley's been doing over the years. His honesty and his courage has motivated me multiple times and, and helped me push through to, to continue my journey. And it's reminded me that I'm not alone and uh, I'm not crazy. And if I am crazy, at least I have company on this journey down the rabbit hole. So check that out. That'll be there. I want to talk about this Space Force thing. And I know that it's Donald Trump, and I know everybody thinks that the man is crazy, and I know that when he says, we're going to start a Space Force, it sounds freaking Looney Tunes, right? That's because most people don't know the backstory. Most people haven't been tracking it like we have through this show and on our own. We knew this was coming. What does it mean? Well, my here, here, you know what? Here's what I got to say first. I did, uh, in my opinion, I did a, a kick-ass synopsis of, I put this up on the on the YouTube channel, of um, everything, the whole backstory. And you know what? I, maybe I'll find that and play it for you so I don't have to recap it all here. It's just five minutes long. I put that out there and I, I literally got crickets with the exception of, of uh, a few people who are close to me personally. I got crickets. Nobody wanted, because everybody's putting their memes up. Everybody's making fun of it. So I got up there, put my face on it, and I said, hey, listen, here's what's really going on. And I, I, what gets me is that I'm quoting mainstream stuff and mainstream players, former secretaries of defense who were involved in this stuff, and I'm getting crickets from it. I, like Nobody wants to talk about it. So you know what? Let me play what I recorded previously, and then... Uh, you know, we, we can talk about it a little bit. Stand by. All right, here we go. Taken from the Seeker Journal, uh, the Space Force, what you're not being told. Long-winded. 
Hey friends, just want to take a minute and address uh, what's going on with the recent announcement by President Trump and the new Space Force to be built, um, to be created. There's been a lot of jokes going around about it, a lot of laughter, a lot of tongue-in-cheek stuff. Um, but this is something serious. This is something that I've been tracking for uh, quite some time since you know starting up the Secret Podcast, uh, and, and it goes deep. And I, and I want to share it with you guys briefly. Hopefully, I don't get too long-winded. Um, but there's a whole history behind this, and I think it's something that we need to be mindful of because. Things are being moved into place here, and it's going to sound tinfoil hattish, but I promise you it's not. It's, it's well-researched and well-sourced. Uh, you know, if we can go back, well, we'll go back a lot of different directions, but let's start if we go back to the most recent election, you know, where all the controversy and drama with President Trump, and think back to the WikiLeaks documents. Um, and that's where a lot of this started to, to come out in, in somewhat, some way, shape, or form. Um, Apollo astronaut Edgar Mitchell was in communication with John Podesta. John Podesta was the head or he was the chairman of the Hillary Clinton campaign. He also served on Obama's uh, administration as an advisor, and I think he worked for President Bill Clinton as well. So he's a you know, well-connected guy, well-high-up guy. He, tw- he was um, tweeted towards the end of Obama's run, his biggest regret is not handling the disclosure issue and making the knowledge of UFOs public. Hold that thought. We're going to come back to that. Edgar Mitchell, the, the uh, Apollo astronaut, was reaching out to John Podesta, and through John Podesta's secretary, this was all disclosed through WikiLeaks, they're in the process of setting up a meeting. Now, what Edgar Mitchell was claiming was that Edgar Mitchell, again, a credible guy, said that he had been in communication with ETs. I know that sounds crazy, but this is what Edgar Mitchell's saying, not me. And he said that they were willing to share what's called zero-point energy. Now, zero-point energy uh, apparently will get rid of our addiction to oil on this planet. But in order to do that, they wanted the governments of the world to promise not to weaponize space. That was their condition. Edgar Mitchell died shortly after, and as far as we know, the meeting never occurred between Edgar Mitchell and John Podesta. However, of those WikiLeaks, it also came out that Podesta was in touch with Tom DeLonge of Blink-182. Tom DeLonge was working with Podesta to release a series of three books, and in addition to create what's known as To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences. Now, that took a little bit more of a delay to get out there, but then this past November, the To the Stars Academy launched what was called um, the... They had a big disclosure moment, I'm sorry, um, with former Pentagon officials, former um, the Assistant Secretary of Defense, Chris Mellon was in there, Louis Elizondo, a career counterintelligence guy, Hal Putoff, do your research on Hal Putoff and the things he's been involved in in the government. And what they acknowledged was that UFOs are real, and they released some footage of it from a, a U.S. Navy video. That was further supported by acknowledgement through the Pentagon via the uh, the New York Post and the Washington Times saying that UFOs do exist. We don't know where they come from, but no known um, military or country has these capabilities of the craft that we've observed. So this is a real phenomenon. It came out back in November. Now fast forward and you've got President Trump saying we're creating a space force because this is all connected. It sounds crazy, but I, I encourage you to check out the Secret Podcast. I have an archive. It's t- at least 12 podcasts um, you know, set up in a playlist regarding this subject. I know I'm throwing a lot of information to you, but everything I've, I've talked about, I have heavily sourced and heavily researched. And I think we need to be aware of this because the future is moving this way. Take the UFOs and ETs out of it. The other thing that we're looking at is the weaponization of space. We've got foreign adversaries to include Russia and China who are weaponizing satellites to be able to either attack, take down, or take over our own satellites. 
I'm not saying weaponizing space is the way to go, but there's a lot of interest and a lot of activity and a lot of things going on that we're not, not quite privy to. Last thing I want you to look up is Dr. Stephen Greer. Dr. Stephen Greer recently had an, um, a movie come out on Netflix called Unacknowledged, and it goes into, it has all of these uh, former high-level officials who are now coming out saying, yep, we've worked on these black projects, UFOs do exist, and we have them in the government. Again, it sounds crazy, but you're going to want to check it out. Unacknowledged on Netflix. And uh, back in 2001, look into the Disclosure Project by Dr. Stephen Greer, where he had a congressional testimony in front of the National Press Club with expert-level witnesses, military, law enforcement, government officials, sharing their knowledge and direct experience with UFOs and some claiming ETs. There's more going on here. I know we laugh when we see this, but uh, please pay attention to it. Check out SixthSenseMedia.net. Look for the link for the, uh, the, you know, the the podcast playlist talking all about Tom DeLonge, WikiLeaks, UFOs. I know it sounds crazy, but this is this is legit. Like I said, it's it's heavily researched. All the stuff I have, I'm not just listening to some random guy in his garage on YouTube. Um, kind of like me, I'm some random guy in my basement on YouTube. But please, I encourage you to check it out before we uh, just dismiss what's happening in front of us because we need to be well-informed before we either support or go against whatever's being developed in front of us. It's very important. Thanks so much for listening, my friends. All right, so there you have it, my friends. That was uh, what I put out there during the week. Uh, it was about five days ago, I want to say. It's had 22 views and three likes, and those three likes, one of them is me, one is most likely Ray, and the other one is probably my mom or my brother. Not that I don't appreciate those likes, but those are people that are close to me that that understand this. I, I don't let me know. Am I way off? I mean, for the this should be nothing new for those of you that listen to the show every week. It, it might have even been a little boring for you. Like, all right, Dennis, we know this stuff. That's why I kept it to five minutes. But I, I thought that was pretty powerful information. Like, hey, you know. UFOs were just announced by the government. Aren't you? Are you not connecting the dots? And I need to, I guess, step back to what I said at the beginning of the show. I'm not trying to wake people up. I'm putting the information out there for those of you that have the interest, because the reality is, it's just, it, we're just, it's not going to happen. We're not going to one day put out that one piece of information. And everybody's going to say, oh, yeah, that's it. Yep, it's all a lie. There's a conspiracy and there's aliens. and Because that is a major paradigm shift. In order for that to happen, for some, peop for some people out there, they need to land on the lawn. I, I don't know. But that doesn't mean I'm not frustrated. Because here's my, my thoughts, is that the manipulation is continuing. And now we're going to launch this Space Force. And here's how Trump got roped into it. I, I could just imagine now, whoever, whoever is in his ear with this is saying, you will be remembered for all of history as the president who created the Space Force. Like, that's a legacy there. If this gets pulled off and we create an actual new branch of the military that operates in outer space... He can tie his name to every Star Trek adventure that happens beyond that. And we know what Trump's ego is like. And I'm not speaking politically here. We know what Trump's ego is like. 
I mean, that, that, that's just a no-brainer for him to launch this Space Force. I don't know how much information he has on the actual UFO phenomenon or what, whatever, but I can guarantee he's got information on the weaponization of space and the, and the challenges that we're facing with other countries um, and the threat that is growing out there. And the one thing that I do remember is that Edgar Mitchell in the WikiLeaks was saying he was in contact with ETs and they were saying, we have this technology we want to share with you, but we're not going to do it if you guys weaponize space. I don't know how true that is. It's a WikiLeak from, but it's involving a former astronaut, pretty credible guy. So, uh, I, I again though I struggle to understand why people don't want to even comment on it. So, if if you find that beneficial, I'll have the links in the show notes. Please share that video. Get it to people who it will matter to. Get it to people who will appreciate. Uh, you know that understanding of things because it's a it's a whole deep complicated issue. You know, speaking of uh, of Trump, I I wasn't sure if I wanted to go there or not, but um, I, I think I have to acknowledge it. What's been going on with the children at the border and the separation of them, and I I I, I kept my distance from this one for a lot of reasons, um, energetically. I can't get sucked into that. Here's my my thoughts on this. There is some terrible stuff that goes on in this world all the time, constantly. Why this? Why is the mainstream suddenly focused on this? This is tragic. This is horribly sad. As a parent, it breaks my heart to hear these stories and to see this and to think about it. And it shouldn't. It should not be this way. Whatever the argument is, you should not be separating kids from their parents for th- stuff like this. Regardless. That being said, what's the agenda here? I don't hear that question being asked. Why is this being crammed down our throats? Why? It's an. It's another scare tactic. Now, if you're if you're a fan of the Loosh theory, that. You know, the establishment of the system is really trying to keep us generating certain energetic frequencies of fear and sadness and loneliness and helplessness and all that stuff that's negative. They're trying to get us to generate that stuff. Well, this is a great way to, to you know, gather a lot of that louche. Now, this does echo some other horrible things that have been done in some of our more memorable tragic wars. Um, you know, just separating kids from their parents is just never a good thing. So, yeah. Uh, that that's my main point with it. it. It's horrible, but I want us to focus on what is this distracting everybody from? There's more to, there's so much more to this, and I think we need to just watch it. When something fantastic happens in the media, step back. Do not get sucked in emotionally. That's not saying don't take action. That's not saying don't do something about it. I think in certain cases we we have an obligation to do something about it. But try not to let them suck you in. Easier said than done, my friends. It really is. Um, all right, I'm going to move past that as well. I don't want to spend too much time on it. It's uh, it's terribly sad. It sounds like it's being gradually resolved. I don't know that they'll ever be able to um, undo the trauma that many of these children and probably parents have faced. All right, before I end up end the show... Uh, I want to direct you, like I said, I, I've got a few, what it is, I have a few hard copies of my book, 
service a soldier's journey, counterintelligence, law enforcement, and the violence of urban education. So I'm opening it to uh, U.S. residents only just because, uh, you know, if you want it overseas, it's cheaper for everybody if you just purchase it online through Amazon if you're overseas right now. But for stateside, I have autographed copies right now that I can send you. Um, it sells online for, for 20 bucks, I think, through Amazon. Right now I'm offering it for $15 with free shipping. Um, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited to share this story it's one, you know, when I launched this book, I, I didn't know anything about being an author. You know, somebody told me, um, after you write your book, then the real work starts. And I, I was like, nah, it took me five years to write this book. What do you mean now the real work starts? You got to market it. You got to promote it. So when I first launched it, I put it up there and I said, oh, why isn't it a bestseller yet? And uh, because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to promote it. Um, I've, I've shifted genres, so I don't spend a whole lot of time delving into this book and promoting it because I'm so focused on, you know, the I Am Human series that I'm working on. But I think it's a, this is an important story. It, it gives us a shot of humanity. My goal in writing this book was, uh, you know, I had three main areas. I, I wanted people to understand what a soldier goes through. The love that we feel for our country and for, our, you know, our fellow man. Um, and what it's like to deal with PTSD. Now, my experience overseas, nobody shot at me. It, it wasn't this traumatic experience like somebody who's in war. And I still came home messed up because of the stress of what could happen because of the nature of my job. You know, my job was to evaluate threat threats and, you know, basically walk around and find the bad guys and, you know, the spy game, all that fun stuff. Um so I had a lot of anxiety from that when I came home, and I can only imagine what the people who actually, you know, witness the horrible stuff must deal with. It's got to be a thousand times worse than mine. I always have to give that caveat because I'm not claiming to be something I'm not. But I wanted people to hear my thoughts, so I, I tried to be as raw as I could with my thoughts. Um, so because so you, everybody knows a soldier, and, and I think it's important from for the soldiers, for the people around them to understand. So if you know somebody in the military. And they're dealing with some stuff. I, I think, I hope reading my book can help you to better process what they're doing because you can see, because I explain why I'm having these thoughts. I think it'll help. I really do. And then, you know, the next two parts of it, law enforcement. I wanted people to understand how a cop thinks because I wanted to bridge the divide between citizen and police. I really, I saw the writing on the wall. Uh, and I was trying to change things between law enforcement and citizens. I wanted cops to read this book and say, you know what? I need to become officer-friendly again. I need to get in the schools. I need to build relationships with citizens. And I wanted citizens to read this and go, wow, you guys have a tough job. Let me be a little bit more patient and understanding with what they're dealing with. Uh, and then the education portion, uh, all I can say is we're in a state of crisis. When your government stops investing in the education of every child, that should tell you something about where the country is going. And that's what I was trying to warn people about here is that they stopped investing in education. They have watered it down and they've forgotten about a large population of students, many of the minorities in the inner cities. I mean, it's, it's, it's horrible. So uh, I want to read the foreword, the introduction that I wrote to this book, just to kind of, you know, wet your taste buds here. This is the story of an 11 year journey through my life. Initially, I intended this book to be about my first year as a special education teacher in a high-needs inner-city school. I faced incredible challenges with my students and handled them in the best way I knew. In order to fully understand my thoughts and decisions in the classroom, I found it necessary to provide experiences from my journeys as a soldier, as a special agent, and as a police officer. I've never been to war. 
Although I was deployed to a declared combat zone, I do not claim to be a combat veteran. I have the utmost respect for my brother and sister soldiers who have fought and continue to fight for all of us and for each other. Although I have fought many of my own battles, I do not believe they compare to the long-term stress of combat that so many soldiers face daily. But I faced my own challenges mentally, emotionally, and at times physically. I have grown to know fear intimately, shed my tears silently, and replayed my actions over and over infinitely in my mind. I am proud of my service in the Army and of my experiences as a police officer. As a teacher, I am a student. I have learned the importance of compassion from my students and from the city that rejected them. I fought for them and I fought with them. I have grown to realize that despite the stress and violence of police work and despite the hardship and fear of a deployment filled with chasing terrorism, teaching these students has proven to be the hardest thing I have ever done. They challenged me in ways I never thought I'd be challenged. They pushed me. They threatened me. Yet they depended on me. They caused me to question my own values and sense of right and wrong. They reminded me of what was most important in this world, which is love. They showed me they needed love and forced upon me how desperately they needed it. Giving this gift was easy, but sustaining that gift tested my personal moral foundation of right and wrong. I did the best I could for them. Despite my limited resources and lack of support from the administration, I felt alone, I felt threatened, and at times I felt like a failure, but I did not give up. I fought for my students because nobody else would. Inner-city children, especially those receiving special education services, need our help. They need help now, and they need it for a long time after. They need us to care and need us to show compassion. They need help delivered in a manner that is often rough, brutal, and aggressive. They need help that will require more funding, strong-willed teachers, and rigid structures support it with counseling and compassion. They are our future. They are our hope. I dream of a city free of violence. I dream of a world free from hate. I believe that education is the key to doing this. I'm doing the best I can to help realize this dream. I realize, however, in my wishful hope and ignorance that my contributions alone will never be enough. Some rough lessons I learned in that uh, 11-year journey. And I hope that some of you out there can read my experiences and, and do something about it, some of these challenges we're facing in this world. And it all connects. All of that stuff connects to the need we have to develop our inner selves, our, our intuitions, our psychic connections. Because if we can do that, we can change and start the healing. We can change the, uh, the energetic frequencies that are out there. But we have to understand this system. We have to experience this system. Maybe that's the whole point. I don't know. But anyway, as uh, as the meme has been saying, making fun of the Space Force, I'm going to bring this full circle now. I'm doing my part making fun of the Starship Troopers movie as they're, uh, you know, the space-based soldiers. Which, side note, I was going to read from that book this evening by Robert Heinlein. It is one of my favorite books of all times. I love the movie too, but the movie's a cheesy cult classic movie. The book is nothing like the movie. The, if you're a military person, go read that book. It's it's a, a fantastic book for me. It defines, it describes what it feels like to be a soldier. Kind of like my book, but no, I, I mean that book, Starship Troopers. It really it, it hits it hits home for me on so many different levels. So I'll put that in our recommended reading list. Which brings me to another point. Number one, if you're interested in getting a copy of my book, Service to Soldier's Journey, man, I suck at plugging this stuff. SixCentsMedia.net slash service. SixCentsMedia.net slash service. Let's do it three times. SixCentsMedia.net slash service. 
and you'll have the uh, you know the details on how you can get a copy of it. Great summer read. It's it's a definitely a good book for reading. We also Ray and I are also working on a bookstore right now where we're pulling things off of Amazon and linking it through our page. Um, you know, spirit of full disclosure here. It's through our affiliates program. Um, you know, we're a startup here, and every little bit helps. So if you go to our page, sixcentsme.net, uh, and click on the bookstore, um, you know the links at the top. Just click click bookstore. And, uh, you know, purchase a book through that link or purchase anything. Once you go through that link, it, it helps us. It's not it's not a lot. But, you know, again, spirit of full disclosure here, it, it does help go to funding the show, funding the website. I mean, we got a ton of, like I said, so much free content that's out there. But it costs us money out of pocket. So things like that can help us. So if you're going to do some shopping, click on our affiliate links first. Um, you know, or click on our banners at sixcentsmedia.net. And it, it greatly helps us out. You know, like I said, every little bit. Every little bit helps, um, so that'd be wonderful for you to do that. So I've started building some things. I mentioned a lot of books here. I, I only have a handful of books up there right now, but I got a bunch of Graham Hancock books, and I have Bob Monroe's books that are up there right now. If you haven't read them, um, please, sixcentsmedia.net, click on the bookstore link and check those out. I will be uploading more books there as well, dealing with uh, you know ancient forgotten history, forbidden archaeology, um, UFO, alien abduction, all that stuff. I'm going to put it up there in the bookstore so you can go and uh, cruise through it and uh, make your choice for some readings as well. So, all right, friends, that's all the time I have. I know I was all over the place again tonight. I, I, I don't know. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, I'll, I'll go back and now analyze the heck out of it. Did I do a good job or not? But I was honest. I was raw, and that's that's what matters, right? So uh, I hope you all have an incredibly wonderful week. Don't forget to tell Ray what you think love is, not in the Forrest Gump sense, but what you really think that means. What is what is love? I think if we can come up and take some time to ponder that meaning, I, I think you're going to find a, a deeply profound meditative moment. So I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Comment on that. It'll be in the show notes. All right, let me close this show. Have a great week, my friends. This has been another episode of The Secret Podcast where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning. Keep open mind. Thank you.